With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello and welcome to week five of the Foot Weekly podcast. This is a gameplay pod. Looking forward to getting into it. Lots to talk about this week. We start off as we so often do with uh, Japes. Welcome back to the pod. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, though I didn't venture into champs, had my brother in town this weekend. Mm-hmm. I have been uh, slowly but surely, well, not slowly but surely because of not winning games, but slowly but surely climbing divisions. So mm. starting to feel like I'm getting a grip on gameplay here. Yeah, it was similar for me, actually. I did play Champs this weekend, though, and felt a lot more comfortable with the game. First weekend, obviously, it's tricky because opposition quality can be quite high, but I didn't feel in a rhythm, whereas this weekend, much more comfortable. Went from 13 wins last weekend to a fairly comfortable 16 wins played the 4 triple 2 that Taz mentioned on the supporter gameplay podcast last week and felt although I've been playing high depth before the extra aggression from playing press after heavy touch was really helpful actually but anyway we should introduce our next guest who is Ranners coach and pro was it a 20-0 weekend for you last weekend it was indeed Ben so that was pretty nice Congrats. especially after last weekend I actually got 18-2 so just missing out on rank one was painful but this week we had some lovely easy games flew through it um actually got in Halland uh to fully play the meta and worked out incredibly well nice and we also have with us and first of all actually we should say congratulations to Huber who got married what was it a week or two ago now yeah almost two weeks now probably by the time people are listening to it it'd be two weeks it was a nice week and a half in uh, palm springs out in california some warm weather so 
mm. unwinded from foot a bit, although I was still on the web app and companion app probably every day. So, you know, can't ever put it away wow. fully. But, um, <laughs> this is a publicly available episode, I should say. <laughs> As I like to tell my wife, you know what you married. So <laughs> yeah. feel free to adopt that line. <laughs> that must have been kind of interesting. So you took, what, sort of 10 odd days away from the cycle at the start. Did you feel kind of behind or was it maybe you have like a fresh approach and that's been quite good yeah it was my first weekend league got 18 and 2 so pretty happy with that i did have better expected goals in the two i lost but you know you can't win them all not with the fiva xg anyway so mm. it was good I, I think it you know allowed me to kind of come back and reevaluate the way i was playing not get like too stuck in certain ways but the game didn't feel too different i don't think there was a whole lot done at that point but i think the patch hit just before last weekend league so I think, you know, definitely yeah. starting to see the effects of that. And actually, let's just get into it. I know, actually, Ran, as you mentioned, Zaha on the content pod as your uh, player review. So you've done that. We can hear from Hugh and Japes. Uh, Hugh, first of all, anyone that, that you've come back to and thought, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this player. Yeah, there's a lot of players I've been really enjoying. I've been using that uh, Road to the Knockouts, Thomas Lamar with the Powerhouse mm. as um, left center mid. He's done a really good job. He's just very well like all around, uh, you know, well-rounded player, um, picked him up for around 70K when the market was way down. I think now he's like 115 or something. So nice bit of business there. Also packed on tradable that road to the knockouts, uh, Terrier um, at left wing. Mm. He's not great, but he is lengthy. So, uh, you know, slap the anchor on him and he just kind of runs up and down the line. Good for back post crosses as well. So, you know, he's not great, but he's untradeable and he gives Messi and Mbappe chem. So that's about all I can ask for. <laughs> How is Messi actually? Someone that I know people tend to wonder about whether he's going to be a player that's effective. I thought he's pretty good. I packed him twice actually the second time untradeable. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Give him a shot. I mean, he's this year, he's not really worth quite as much as past years, but it was a nice like oh. 300K early on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not all of us can pack, you know, Doug Leash or anyone like that. So. Mm, too sure <laughs> yeah. about that. I've right. been reading the newsletter. So. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's been good. He's been playing mostly Cam in 4-3-3-4. Looking at his stats, 106 goals, 116 assists, and 124 games. So he's not like an Mbappe-level player in this year's game, but he's definitely, you know, you can make him work. And what about you, Japes? Anyone you wanted to uh, mention yourself? Well, I, I mean, I gave Thomas Muller's road to the knockouts a shout they gave him a pretty big boost i think with a couple other boosts likely to come he's gonna make for a pretty spicy card i don't know how fodder ever changes but in like 90 rated cards even fodder wise tend to be pretty safe uh coin sinks uh muziala was my pound for pound powerhouse and he is epic and amazing but the two players i'll talk about are my two current holding midfielders the road to the knockout benasser is mm. like gives me old school conte vibes He's very good. Mm. So hoping he gets an upgrade. And then I went out and picked up the 89 rated Bastion Schweinsteiger for like 300K and have been using him. And I almost sold him immediately. And I thought, no, I love Schweinsteiger. I'm going to push through and see if I can get him to work. And now uh, I've got the right kind of tactical setup on him that I think he's awesome. So really kind of a fun card and just a card that wouldn't have been usable in previous FIFAs. And I figure... You know, while that type of card at least seems usable before any patch comes out, I might as well make the most of using, you know, some of my favorite players of all time uh, that seem to be working. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I used a player that I've honestly never, and I think this is a, 
a good indictment of the current game and how it's changed the meta. I use a player that I've used in plus cycles plenty of times and never really enjoyed, even got his team of the season and hardly used it in FIFA 22. And that is Hyungmin Son uh, as an untradeable. And obviously at this point in the cycle, you get Son, you tend to want to use him. I made sure I did to make sure I got him on full chem, put a hunter on him and I honestly have not looked back. He's been ridiculous. I think something like 54 games, 65 goals, and 33 assists in that time and that's all rivals and and champs gameplay so he's really really good obviously playing him as a striker not a wide player um, but seems very very effective and i think just the nature of shooting shooting is kind of strong against keepers but with the patch the keepers did get slightly better and that's something that i was going to talk about but i've found that he feels like pre-patch shooting almost you know everything you hit with power is going in consistently and is someone that also dribbles much better than you'd think with their stats and the runs he makes and the speed he has in behind because he's controlled and not explosive is really really good and uh, have managed to get him in behind where perhaps other players wouldn't have necessarily been able to despite you know his pace being good with hunter but not like maxed and a quick shout out as well to Depay, who I also got on tradable and the combination of the two up front has been really good. I think Depay probably quite underrated this cycle, not had too many people talk about him, but Ranners did, I feel like I saw maybe you tweeted about him. Is, is oh, right? I did indeed, Ben. Yeah, I did indeed. Really Another, you, you know, something about this year and, and it's the same with Zaha as well. Maybe I just really like five star skills, three star <laughs> yeah. week for yeah. lengthy attackers. Maybe yeah. that that's what it is. Um, honestly, I just think really good value, um, pretty solid card. And I don't know, I kind of like the kind of stocky feel he has to him this year. I just feel like it just feels powerful, you know? So just really enjoyed him. And, and his finishing is very, very solid. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Um, one question we had, which maybe leads on nicely from this, is from Finlay West. And he says, I'm as fed up as anyone with hearing the word lengthy, but would love this question answered. How much do the acceleration and sprint speed stats matter when a player is lengthy? People are just making anyone lengthy, but what is the lowest threshold that I should be considering? You know, someone like Kane, are they effective? Or Ruben Diaz, is there a threshold at all? And I was going to say, runners, I mean, presumably you're not going to be putting Diaz in your team just because he's lengthy over someone with higher pace. Or, or would you? You know, if someone who, who's, let's say, controlled Tamori, maybe with a shadow chem style, he's controlled. Would you be taking that Tamori with a shadow chemistry style over a lengthy Ruben Diaz? He could also have a shadow, I guess. See, I would personally, but honestly, I just haven't got around to Destiny. I know a lot of people did like Diaz, but like, yeah, like Kane, Diaz, those sort of mid-60s kind of pace you're talking about, you probably could get away with it. I just haven't tested it myself and I haven't really played against it much, right, either, so I'm not too sure. Mm. But uh, I feel like, what, what what I know is Depay and Ronaldo on lengthy when they're like low 80s compared to say Zaha or maybe even Haaland lengthy, that is faster, right? They are 100% faster. So I imagine it does kind of drop off as the pace drops off as well, which would make sense because if you've read any of the posts that like EA put about it, you know, the, the pace stats are still hugely important. It's not just uh, being lengthy. Yeah, I think a lot of it, I'd be interested to know what you think hue is down to the player's base sprint speed and so you can have slow looking players who can take advantage of lengthy because they have very high sprint speed is, is that fair yeah i think that's fair i think obviously 
pace does still matter. You know, the the lengthy versus um, you know, explosive is can it can be nice to have lengthy if all things are equal, but I mean if a player is slow, they're still gonna be slow. You know, if we're talking Ruben Diaz versus like some 90 plus pace attacker, like that's still gonna be an issue. It can't just be lengthy and nothing else. But I do think it's just like lengthy makes some of those players, especially like center backs, the best version of how they can play. But mm. when you compare, say, um Araujo with Shadow versus Kunde with Anchor, um, they're both lengthy, but Araujo definitely feels faster because he has better sprint speed. So, you know, it's it's the kind of the timing of when they hit that you know, top end sprint speed. And I think if a player is lengthy, that acceleration matters less. So you have those players like Van Dyke and Araujo with kind of that wider pace split. You definitely notice the acceleration less because they don't really rely on it as much. But I don't think it's just like a, you know, a guarantee that a player is good just because you make them lengthy that, you know, you don't have to worry about anything else. Hmm. Because I had this interesting thing where I used Kunde with both Shadow and Anchor, and I genuinely, and it's obviously hard to tell because it's not like a, a very easy thing to compare, but it really felt like when he had Shadow, he did actually cover ground better to make interceptions, and interceptions are quite good this year anyway, so it's kind of hard to tell, but it felt like he was getting to things more. He was able to cover the shorter distance more effectively, to make tackles, to intercept. There is a trade-off, I think, and it's important not to forget that, I would say. Yeah. Japes, how, how are you feeling about this? So my center back pairing is uh, Smaldini, mm-hmm. who I believe with the shadow has like 83 sprint speed. So not even that fast. And I think he's like, that seems to be plenty of pace for the most part. And then the like what's bizarre about it though, is I use um, Hero Cordoba to go with him. Mm-hmm. And he is obviously not a lengthy guy, but I use him with shadow and he just sort of eats like even the lengthy attackers for breakfast, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, and now down to like almost 250K, which is just a bargain for him. Mm. My most bizarre selection, I'm sure that people would be like, you're doing what? Is I use uh, Trent <laughs> Alexander-Arnold in my back line, wow. like with a shadow. And I would say like maybe the biggest liability, but he has a unique body type uh, that seems to work like pretty okay. And I find that like, he does get outpaced sometimes, but I have Cordoba on his side and he just seems to like not be an issue and his contributions going forward seem to outweigh his defensive, like I guess the level of liability that he might be. Mm. So I'm sure he'll get, you know, if I'm switching players out, it's going to be Andy Robertson and, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold in the future. I'm sure those will be the first two to get swapped, but so far, both of them just outperform the like this guy's not very highly rated, but he's plenty fast type players. Yeah, I mean, on the last pod, we talked a lot about passing on fullbacks, and I think that is really quite important. Obviously, ideally, you want them to be fast too, but uh, it makes sense. And then in terms of your tactics, I know you've changed them a fair bit. How are they looking at the moment? You know, I think the goal for me is always to find a formation that's very fun to play, that feels like I'm playing mm you know, like real football or not necessarily even, it doesn't always have to be real, but it's like fun where you can mm. create like nice passing combinations and feels like balanced. And I have started playing a like higher line four, two, three, one, the narrow with the three cams. Okay. Which is a formation that I used to play this way. Gosh, like it was when I was still doing YouTube. So I don't know, the early, like, I guess, fatal days, maybe FIFA 15-ish. Hmm. 
And I sort of dug back out tactics kind of like that. And they seem to work pretty well for me against a variety of different formations because I was trying to find a way to use a lone striker. And that had proved to be very, very difficult. But I've got the road to the knockout Thomas Muller on with a marksman on target man right mm -hmm. now. And he just finds little pockets of space that all of the attacking midfielders can like kind of build off of with him. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm very much enjoying it and have had wonderful results with it and felt like I can attack quickly or I can build up slowly. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Right. And uh, we should move on then to runners. Anything you've been particularly doing tactics wise you want to share? Do you have any tactics I don't know, on YouTube or something um, that people might want to check out? Yeah, you can see all my tactics literally on YouTube. Just search up runners. But one thing I must say, and I think I got a lot of people complaining about the press this year because of obviously mm. the nerf to left stick dribbling. And I honestly think having like a 3-5-2 or 5-2-1-2, something like that sort of setup where it's not a fallback, honestly, it is really, really effective um, to get out of the press because most people are going to have like, say, a 4-2 press out possession loss. And because it's like four attackers, when you have a fallback, it matches up perfectly, you're in trouble. But when you have, mm -hmm. say, five at the back or three at the back, you do tend to have one of your wingbacks be free. And honestly, it makes it a million times harder. Like every game when my opponent goes on constant press, I switch to that. And it just leads to me scoring a lot easier. And it's it's such a lifesaver. Oh, that's really, yeah, that's a really good tip, actually. Because I remember a while back we had Scaldi on the pod and he was like, if you're pressing someone, change to their formation and it'll make it way easier because you get that matchup. But I guess, yeah, that's the inverse, right? You just switch away from it uh, and it's much harder to press. So, yeah, a really good tip, actually. I know a lot of people have been wondering about how to avoid pressure. Uh, Hugh, anything from you in terms of tactics, like what you've been running and, and things like that? Yeah, my main tactic's been the 4-3-3-4. Um, I just find it a bit more effective than a 4-2-3-1 with the wingers being like players that you can, you know, kind of change the instructions on a bit more. It's actually fairly basic. I think I got it from like text or something. Um, but then I added on press after possession loss, made it a little bit more, you know, pressing and attacking, but it's been working pretty well for me. Um, just press after possession loss, 50 width, 70 depth, balanced and direct passing, 50 width, four players in the box, fairly standard stuff. I do find that the left center mid, even though they're both, both CMs are on stay back, the left center mid does get forward a lot. I don't know if that's like a direct passing thing or what, but that's why I have Lamar there. So he's, you know, pretty good in the box as well. Hmm. Um, helps with chance creation and kind of gives Messi a place in cam where he doesn't have to do a lot defensively since he has low, low work rates. He's got a striker ahead of him and two CMs behind him. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty helpful. Um, I know it's there's been a much maligned saga of me playing against four triple two um, and struggling with it. <laughs> so my main strategy this year that has actually worked pretty well is just having a four triple two of my own that has press after possession loss. So I'm just going like, man for man and just assuming I'm the better player, um, just relying on being better and not, you know, any advantages that they have, I will have as well. Um, and that's actually mm. worked pretty well. I don't know if it would work as well, like if I was playing against Japes using four triple two or something, but for like <laughs> most of the weekend player, weekend league players I'm playing, it does pretty well just because it, you know, matches up man to man. So if I'm pressing, it's like much easier to not worry about you know where players are going to be. Do you find though that that means you end up playing four triple two a lot of the time? Because I felt like I played it pretty much like 60, 70% of the matches I played in champs. <laughs> I see it a lot as well as like four four two, four two three one. Mm. I'll only really switch to it if I'm struggling against four triple two. I won't always do it. Um, kind of just depends how good the opponent is. 
but it's like it's there if i need it nice well on that let's take a break and we'll be back in not too long with more gameplay chat and actually next week we'll be back with more gameplay chats on the supporter feed because it alternates which one is a supporter episode and which one's a main feed episode this week you can catch the content on the supporter feed it's just three pounds a month to support and of course you get loads of content over the course of the month but also at the moment there's the 24,000 fifa point giveaway going on on the patron so it's a great time to join it's also keeping the podcast going and it's very easy and quick to get the podcast into your podcast providing platform, the supporter version, which is ad free to and releases slightly earlier. So yeah, why not? If you're interested, join up by going to bit.ly slash 23 points for the giveaway. You can also just search support for weekly or follow the link in the description of this podcast. Thank you very much as always for listening. A big shout out to those supporters and let's get back into part two. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hello, welcome back to part two. We had the first proper patch of FIFA 23 last week, which we did talk about on last week's pod, but we will talk about again briefly here. I feel like there were quite a few changes, but maybe not the most significant changes. Actually, there's been a pitch note this week, quite useful for just highlighting a few things. Chip shots particularly actually seem quite changed, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. And uh, tackle backs or the ball going to your opponent after you've tackled uh, does look nicely improved from that. So that's good to see. People out there have been saying that there are significant changes. I don't think that's necessarily the case. But uh, Hugh, did you come back to the patch already being out? Or I got back, I think, the day before the patch. Okay. So I did play just a bit more. And then the patch, I honestly, I didn't notice that much difference with the patch. Mm. You know, there was obviously some things like that are kind of more situational. So you might not really notice them too much until those situations happen. Like I didn't face too many people in weekend league who were spamming certain long shots or um, things that would have reflected the keeper changes or um, you know the passing I didn't notice too much it did felt feel a little smoother a little you know easier for me but I wouldn't say it was really significant like sometimes people say that you know that first patch completely changes the game yeah it was funny last week because we of course talked extensively japes about passing on the podcast and then uh, found during the podcast that passing had had a patch but I don't feel like it was a huge huge improvement yes passing I would say is a bit more accurate but it's not like a, a complete change in the way passing works we're not like FIFA 22 levels of passing ease no I haven't I haven't changed my play style at all yeah uh, based on the patch like the same formations that were working seem to be working I still am find myself trying to prioritize uh, simple passes and have found like I use Muziala as my central attacking midfielder and he is a little bit limited by his long passing for some of the passes that I would consider playing mm. so I try to play you know still a little bit simpler I take two touches when I can unless it, there's an opportunity that presents itself and the risk is worth the resort reward to play one touch mm. so uh, I don't you know I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it mm. that makes sense and then Rannis, what about you? Any observations from the patch last week? Uh, I guess goalkeepers 
something that people have uh, complained a lot about. But did they really change that much in terms of the outside foot shot? Not really. Yeah, no, I think there was some minor, minor adjustment. Goalkeeper slightly better, passing slightly better. But I mean, yeah, overall, you know, he still scored Travella, still work. Um, the pass across goal, especially like the driven one that you do where the goalkeepers just kind of glitch out and just stand mm. there. That needs to be fixed as well. So honestly, like I'm not I'm not too mad about it because it was two slight improvements and they didn't really break anything, but definitely a new patch needs to come along. And to continue kind of on that progress that they've made so far. Mm. And would you say, just from your perspective, that passing should be made less error prone, particularly? Or do you think we're in quite a good spot? Because I'm quite enjoying it being a little bit more difficult or the need for better passes in your team. Yeah, honestly, the only thing I'm not a fan of at the moment is the ground true ball. I feel it's very weak Mm. to the point where I can have the perfect lane for the ground true ball and I can have somebody like De Bruyne. And I think, yeah, that's not going to work. I'm going to have to put it in the air. Even mm. though it would be better to, you know, maybe wrap it around a certain way past uh, a centre-back into, like, a, a lane, you uh, you resort to just playing it over the top because that's just more consistent and more accurate, which um, I feel like should definitely be changed. But other than mm. that, no, it's okay. Mm. Apart from, I guess, Travella shots, right? That's still something that needs... Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's kind of obvious, yeah. <laughs> Although it, it is slightly better because the goalkeeper's being improved, but it's it's not enough, I would say. Let's move on to this question because it feeds nicely off what you were just saying. Uh, Mac is saying, any tips on timing slash modifiers slash angles on through balls? feel like every single through ball I attempt is blocked or intercepted, but my opponent always has great success with them. I guess you spoke there about actually through balls being a challenge, to be honest, anyway, along the ground. But I certainly noticed, have improved a lot, but certainly last weekend, not this weekend, I found that my opponent seemed to be able to play over the top through balls super effectively, and I just wasn't really seeming to be able to do it. They are more manual this year. They're semi-assisted. So yeah, are there any tips you have for people starting to learn that? I mean, for the ground, if I ever do resort to it, I honestly put it like three and a half bars of power. Mm, <laughs> it's like okay. the only way yeah. I kind of get around that is tr- I try to just power it up so much. Mm. And then as for Otai, he's mentioned like his true balls are getting blocked, right? So I'm not sure does that mean like they're getting intercepted upon the uh, like the completion of the pass and it's not getting to the attacker or does he mean when he's performing it, he gets like closed down? Just because true ball's on, you know, you got to remember whether there's a midfielder right on top of you as well. And if that's the case, you just got to pass it off instead. The true ball isn't on if passing lane isn't clear like that. And if it's the other way around, then you're timing the true ball's wrong. If, like, it's getting intercepted, uh, you, you mm. do want your attacker to be essentially shoulder to shoulder, right, with the center back at the time that you play the ball just before he goes outside. Uh, whereas I see a lot of people, and it's, like, one of the main things I have to fix in, like, coaching is there'll still be a few yards um, between the centre-back and the striker, and they'll just play the true ball, like, way too early. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, the centre-back just cleans it up quite easily. And in terms of modifiers, I feel like almost all my through balls I'm playing with the threaded through ball button. I do think if people aren't using that, it's probably worth them using it. Yeah, for sure. Hugh, have you found through balls? Do you find... That it's some. I feel like your playstyle isn't necessarily very through ball heavy, but have you found them effective? Do you have any tips um, for people doing them? Yeah, I think that they're good at certain angles, and it's kind of again hard to describe. Like you kind of pick it up more as you play, but really, just in any situation where you have enough time to wait for the attacker 
to be right at the edge of the back line, like Renners was saying. Like if you're being pressed and you're thinking, oh, this guy looks like he might be able to run past them and you just play, it's probably going to be too early. Or someone presses you and you have to turn and then you play it anyway and it's too late. So I think a lot of the times that I'm playing a through ball is when I'm running basically completely free and I'm just then waiting. Like you trigger a run and you just, you know, kind of stand there and wait, not standing completely still, but like you're not trying to sprint full speed and like um, run into the defenders. You're just kind of taking your time waiting for them. And then if the opponent switches player and cover the run, then you can just keep dribbling because you haven't started sprinting right at them to a point where they can really cover both. So mm. if you're sprinting right at the person you're trying to play the through ball to, the defender can just stand between the ball and the player. If you keep running, you're just going to run into them anyway. So you're kind of letting them not have to make that decision. So by kind of just taking your time and waiting for the ankle angle to open up, then it gives you a bit you know, better odds of that ball getting through. I agree that the the ground ones are probably a little bit too weak, but I definitely try to put on a lot of power. I don't really use the the right bumper version very often, but I do think the the one with both bumpers, like LBRB and through ball, it's kind of like the what threaded chipped through ball. I think those are pretty effective mm-hmm. this year. James, what about you in terms of through balls? Do you find yourself playing them? What kind of through balls are you doing? Any particular pointers for people? Uh, I play. Some I try to catch uh, my opponent's fullbacks like out of position, like bait mm. them in, and then try to still play it down the line. I can't seem to like ever outrun players, but right now I have Dogleash as my right attacking mid and Dybala as my left attacking mid, which you know while Pacey aren't mm. like you know Alfonso Davies Pacey, and they, so they often seem to get caught. So I find that I don't play tons of through balls unless it's like in the final third and I've managed to draw one of their center backs out of position and I can leave the pass in front of my striker to take a shot or my attacking mid that's overlapping. Occasionally I'll play like a big over the top through ball, but if I'm playing them, it's because my striker has gotten enough space that I can play the through ball out wide and allow them to collect it and let the rest of my team kind of like catch up to formulate a better attack. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And in terms of defending through balls, I guess the question almost asks, what can I do to defend through balls like my opponents? And have people been finding that? I found sometimes it's been better to second man press the player playing the through ball and cover the run. But honestly, I feel like, and we've talked about it a bit, putting pressure on the person playing the through ball is kind of more important um, with how pace works, um, you know, running in behind. Uh, would you disagree with that, Ranas? I def well, if you're close enough, I definitely like if you have time to get up close to kind of that probably midfielder that's playing it and trying to put him under mm. pressure. It's definitely the easiest way to cut it out. But you know, sometimes you're just not close enough to him, and there's just no way you're going to get there in time. And then you just literally right six switch to your center back or whatever and distract the run because there's no other way to stop it. Mm-mm. It's important to remember the exposure sprint mechanic, which is where. If you're running in a straight line, you will go faster. And that obviously means if you can grab a center back, run them back in a straight line, you should get into the space maybe quicker than uh, your opponent who's not controlling the forward and therefore, you know, probably won't be taking advantage of the explosive sprint mechanic in the same way um, and might not be able to direct the runners successfully. So, yeah, that is an advantage of switching to the center back. Uh, anything from your perspective, Hugh, in terms of uh, stopping those through balls? Yeah, I would definitely echo the thought of closing down the player on the ball. Although, 
if the player on the ball doesn't have pressure, you really can't like focus on the ball that much. Like if say they're running in like 10, 20 yards of space, don't start pulling people out of position to pressure the ball because they're waiting for you to do that so they can play it into the space that you're pulling out of. Mm. It's kind of like a thing in real life football. They like, you're not going to offside trap if the player on the ball has time because then they can watch you start to move forward and just dink it in behind as you move up. Mm-hmm. So same thing in FIFA that, you know, if the player on the ball has lots of time, you need to be focused on tracking the run. Then once you can, for example, second man press or get someone near, then you can focus on stopping the ball, but really just track the run until they go off sides. Then you can move back and then focus on um, pressuring the ball a bit more. It can be kind of a tricky balance, but uh, I see a lot of people see someone just running freely with the ball. So they just pull someone completely out of position, like 20 yards to go close it down. And then now someone's just like open where a center back's supposed to be. Like that's not mm-hmm. really helping. If the player with the ball isn't a goal threat, you don't need to be sprinting at them unless, you know, they're about to shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then actually uh, the next question we had in was from one Toby Bolton about controller settings. And I thought we'd just whip around and uh, answer, I guess, both whether you'd changed anything for FIFA 23 or had changed anything from the default. There's actually been an issue which has been resetting people's controller settings. I'm not actually still sure exactly what it was that was causing it. Um, sometimes it seems to be if I de- get disconnected, perhaps, from EA servers that it causes the controller settings to reset or if you play another mode with input. Um, but it's worth looking out for that. Uh, Japes, first of all, any particular changes you might have made to your controller settings for this cycle at all? I don't actually think there have been too many. I've tried a couple and then just sort of reverted back. I The big one I, that I tried for a while was the semi-assisted shooting. Mm. And I just felt like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze on that one. So I'm, I'm pretty close to where I was in 22. Yeah. Have you turned off adaptive right stick switching, which is like the new thing they implemented I mean, plenty of people have said that it's causing delay and I found that a bit as well. But basically you hold the right stick and and then it jumps over multiple players instead of just going to the nearest player. Uh, did you turn that off, James? Or is that still enabled as far as you know? I still have it on mm-hmm. at the moment. Funny enough, like it's one of the features that I'm like, I should figure out how to use this because in theory, it's cool. Yeah. In practice, I... I uh, don't find it perhaps like useful enough to keep on. So I will probably be turning it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of what I found. And then it was like, it feels like there's some kind of like jitteriness when I'm trying to do it. So I just kind of turned it off and haven't looked at it. Maybe they'll patch it or something. Yeah, Runners, from your perspective, anything that you've changed from 22 to 23 or uh, I guess have changed from the default in, in 23? Yeah, just, I mean, once again, I changed to classic uh, from adaptive. Because, like, my main reasoning, well, other than, like, the lag or, like, glitch thing or whatever, is that, like, how often would you ever need to hop over, I would say, three players? Because, honestly, the amount of time you can double flick is faster than it, like, you holding it to flick, if mm. that makes sense. Um, I just feel like it would be such a niche um, scenario. And even if that scenario arose, you probably wouldn't even think of it in time, so... I don't think it's a feature worth learning, but hey, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. Other than that, made sure like time finishing is on, uh, you know, the kind of basic stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, n- nothing really like different from last year per mm. se. And you're saying your assisted 
in everything you can be assisted on apart from what crossing i guess maybe yeah i feel like you just have a lot more uh control over it especially for crosses i feel like if you have assisted crosses i for whatever reason i kept getting like the wrong person for my crossing and since yeah. i played semi it, it started going back to the right player yeah i found semi uh is definitely best for crossing generally but one thing i do want to point out not specific to this cycle but it's something i've mentioned before people have found helpful is auto switch move assistance now, most people will have auto-switching only on for air balls and loose balls, which is what you should generally have. But an important thing to say is I think people tend to go for either none, which is no auto-switch move assistance, or high, which I think is the default. The thing about none is that if you're getting auto-switched to a player running onto a through ball, a defender chasing it, then as it switches whatever input you're doing at that moment it switches will be transferred into the player instantly. Whereas with low, which is what I go for, there's a slight delay there, allows you to adjust properly and to continue your movement with that player in the right direction and not kill their momentum. So I've always found it quite helpful to be on low. I think it gives you enough time as well to adjust the run if you need to. So just something to point out, worth an experiment with certainly. Hugh, what about you? Any tips for this cycle? I think pretty much the same as everyone else definitely using classic uh, player switching as Reiner said I think it's just faster just to double flick and I feel like more most of the time uh, player switching has been pretty good this year mm. I've mostly had good gameplay though so maybe that's why um, I was getting those issues with like the like the delay with the adaptive uh, switching um, I think the issue with the controller settings resetting is if you play moments because a lot of them are on beginner difficulty. It there's like a, the game's coded that if you're playing on beginner, it automatically does certain settings. Like it turns the FIFA trainer on. Um. It like it resets a lot of stuff to like the recommended defaults, which a lot of times aren't really good. Because mm. um, I've noticed this. Because if I if I played one or two beginner squad battles to clear a red card, and the same thing happened in there as well. Mm. So I think. If you play like any moments or anything, you need to reset your controller settings before you play anything else. Yeah, I think I know the fix here. Don't get a red card, you. I think the fix is uh, don't play squad battles, don't <laughs> play moments. <so. laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that's actually makes a lot of sense. I think it was after playing moments that it happened to me. And a final thing I wanted to cover is pass receiver lock. I'm assuming everyone here will have it on late, which is the default and is, I think, considered the best. That's right, Randers, isn't it? Nobody in the pro scene has it on anything else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody has <laughs> yeah. it on late. Gives you more control, basically. You can change the pass receiver late uh, and, you know, you compensate for your opponent's movement defensively, that kind of thing. It makes a lot of sense. There is an advantage, actually, to having it switch early in some ways because you can control the receiver of the pass quicker. Um, but late is definitely considered better. But interestingly, that seems to apply to goal kicks and free kicks, which oh, I think yeah. is... Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Oh, my It's God. interesting because I think you were saying, or maybe he was saying to me that you were saying it was bad or something. But I've actually found it quite good because it means you can dodge people trying to press your defenders when from a goal kick, no? Better now that you... When you know it's there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it was at the start. I conceded so many goals because I just didn't know it got introduced. Because oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't a previous mechanic, so I kept conceding. Yeah, oh, okay. It, like, for sense. days, I was conceding so many goals. I just think it's actually really good because the amount of times in the past I've been caught out because someone suddenly shoots their striker across the pitch to catch your pass with the goalkeeper. I've always actually driven past from goal kick to make it go quicker but we're still getting caught out so i'm quite pleased to see it. it just allows you to change direction if you see 
player running across to to mark your centre back or whatever. So yeah, pretty pleased with that. And yeah, pretty pleased with this podcast. I think that's probably where we should wrap it up. There is always plenty more to talk about on gameplay and we'll be doing so next week. That will be a supporter episode. This week's supporter episode is a content podcast and a reminder actually you can go back and listen to last week's gameplay episode. In fact you can go back and listen to any gameplay episode since the start of the cycle if you like and that's all just £3 a month. You're supporting the pod, keeping it going and there's that 24,000 FIFA point giveaway going on on the Patreon at the moment. So Follow the link in the description or you can just search support for weekly or to go to the giveaway directly, you can go to bit.ly slash 23 points. Right, Japes, thank you very much for coming on the pod. Thank you very much. Uh, if you guys want to find me, you can do so on Twitter at Air Japes. I will be releasing the tactics uh, this Wednesday via my newsletter, P2P Snacks, which you can subscribe to uh, via my Twitter. Great. Thanks again, Japes. And to Radis as well, thank you very much for coming on the pod. It's been great to get your insights and uh, people can find your course on Twitter. They can get coaching, all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly, man. Thanks for having me. You can uh, DM me on Twitter, at Runners, um, if you want coaching. But uh, yeah, other than that, hopefully I provide some value today. Of course. And I'll see you guys next time. It's been great to have you on. And to Hugh as well, great to have you back on the podcast. Glad that you've been enjoying your return to FIFA 23. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been good to be back on and uh, enjoying FIFA again close to the World Cup. So I'm sure things will start getting even more interesting uh, pretty soon. Definitely, yeah. Looking forward to it and looking forward to next week's podcast, which will be out on the main feed on Tuesday. It's a content podcast. Looking forward to that. And if you'd like that podcast directly into your podcast feed, then do subscribe on all the various podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also, of course, on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a like. Very much helps out. And leave a comment too. For now, though, thank you very much to those supporters keeping the podcast going. And a reminder to enter the 24,000 FIFA point giveaway. Just search Support Foot Weekly. The giveaway will be right there. And a big thank you to those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Elliot M, Dan W, at Pace of a Tortoise, Roger D, Jake G, Springford, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add, though. FIFA's a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, 
or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.